you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I, a poorly informed basketball fan, make my teenage sons co-host a podcast with me so that they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado. Ball. Hello there, basketball fans. Welcome to Orange Ball Juice. My name is Brooks, and as always, I'm here with my two personal household NBA analysts, my teenage sons to my left, Spency G. Spency, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. And to my right, Marky Man. Marky Man, what's up? I'm doing good. Great. Well, um, let's get right into it because I need you guys to fill me on fill me in on what happened last night in the NBA. Uh, I know there was a really heartbreaking loss for the Raptors um, in overtime, uh, but we're going to get into the Raptors later. But just in general, I was. Um, at my friend's house and I wasn't able to watch any basketball because that would have been rude considering I was seeing an old friend and we were catching up. But nonetheless, I was following, you know, every now and then I would check in on my fantasy team and check on the scores. And I um, noticed that, um, you know, of course, how the Raptors performed, but I noticed it was a pretty great night for me fantasy-wise and the only thing that would have made it be- made it better for me would have been if the, if the Raptors had won. But in any case... Why don't, uh, like, let's see, let's, uh, other than the, uh, talking about the Raptors, let's have a look at last night's games. Um, we had um, the Pacers uh, beat the Magic. Um, Halliburton had another great game, it looks like. Um, the Timberwolves beat the Sixers. Well, they, that's got to feel good for them, considering the, their recent challenges. Um, and Edwards having a huge game for them, that's, that's, that's good. We had um, Utah, you know, they had been kind of coming back down to earth for a while, but then they beat um, Portland last night. So that's a big win for them, 118-113. And uh, the Clippers with another win uh, over the, um, I think, pretty much bottom of the West Spurs. So, and then, of course, the the, the most exciting game uh, was probably Toronto-Atlanta. Atlanta came out on top in OT, 124-122. Did you guys watch the Raptors game? No, we were, I wasn't able to. Because I didn't, I don't have. Oh, and you were at a party, right? I, yeah, I was able to watch like mo- almost all of the game, except I missed OT, but I watched like most of the highlights. So I have, I have a pretty good gist of what happened. Right. Well, that's um. Yeah, I watched some of the highlights, and it was a pretty pretty amazing game and a busy week. And as I say, um, um, some once again things keep kind of moving around and changing in the NBA, hard to predict. So um, why don't we just um, start looking back um, at some of the headlines and, and, and the, the week that was. Um, it looks like um, there are a lot of interesting storylines, like the Lakers put together a couple a couple of wins, and more importantly, uh, Anthony Davis seems to have um, turned things around, had a couple of great games, had a great game last Sunday. Um, he scored uh, 37 against the Nets in a win. Um, which was a big deal. And then again, he had another game, another big game, I think on maybe on Friday. Um, uh, he had a, he had a big game. 
Um, so it's good to see that he's playing well and isn't is isn't managing to stay in the lineup and stay relatively healthy. That's great for the Lakers. I've heard rumors that maybe they're going to, uh, maybe he's on the trading block for them. But who knows? I don't know how realistic that is. Um, anyway, let's talk about some of the other games um, from last week. So, um, Marky Man, we we talked about um, on last Sunday. Last Sunday night was Denver uh, in Chicago. Um, you said they would win uh, 120, 106, Denver would win 120-106 over Chicago. It ended up being 126-103. Uh, to 103. So you're right about the, the outcome. And, um, uh, yeah, Jokic had a good game. Uh, not a, uh, maybe not a great game, but Porter Jr. also had 31 points. So what was the key to that that win for the Nuggets? Um, I just think other other players performing well. And other than Jokic, I know, like, just other players stepping up. Yeah, I mean, he was held to eight points, um, but had 14 rebounds and six assists. Was still a really productive game for him. Mm. Um, yeah, then that's that. You know, Chicago is a very middle of the pack team, it seems. So they should be able to beat them. But um, on any given night, Chicago can show up and put up a good fight. Um, so yeah, I mean, Denver. Where are they at in the standings right now? Um, I think they're. Let's have a look here. Um, I can't remember where they are. They are oh, sixth. they're sixth, yeah. right? And they're nine and six, but they've lost two straight as of today, which is um, which I should have said the date off the top of the show. It's Sunday, November twentieth. We uh, just wrapped up. We're just wrapping up week five in the NBA, and we're looking ahead to week six. Um, so they're at nine and six, and there's three teams in the West that are at nine nine and six right now. So things are really tight in the West. Um, very tight, like. Um, sort of two through nine, every, even even further, two through 11, everybody's got a pretty tight record. Um, certainly four through 11. But anyway, um, it's, a, it's interesting to see. It's interesting to see how this is all going to shake out. So let's move on to another game. Uh, Spencer, you predicted the game between um, Oklahoma City uh, at Boston. And not surprisingly, you picked the Celtics to come out on top, one, uh, 132-111. And in fact, they did win, but it was a little tighter. It was 126-122. to 122. So um, uh, just the, what was the story of that game? Um, well, the Celtics were actually down by about uh, by 15 in the third quarter. And it just seemed like um, a couple bench guys, Peyton Pritchard and Derek White, like really stepped up and were kind of the spark. Um and they just really rallied the team. And, like, OKC, like, they did play a good game. All five starters were in double digits. Shea had 37 points. Um, but the Celtics just came out in the fourth quarter, and it was just, you know, they really outmatched them in the fourth. But, yeah, it was surprising. Like, the OKC really kept up with them, and it wasn't looking great. But, um, yeah, it was yeah, and Shea scored. He had thirty-seven points, yeah. eight rebounds, four assists. So another huge game for him. Um, and it looked like for a while. You're right. It did look like in that game. I watched some of the highlights. I actually watched some of that game. It did look like they were maybe going to pull off the upset in Boston. But just, just to kind of prove that Boston maybe is the best team in the NBA right now. Even though they were down fifteen, they just found a way to turn it around and quickly and and secure the victory. All right, moving on to. Um, on Tuesday, there was a uh, Memphis at uh, New Orleans. So it was the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. And Marcus, you predicted that it would be uh, Memphis on top 106.99. But it turns out uh, 
the, the Pelicans managed to win it, 113 uh, to 102. So what was the key to that game? Um, like, C.J. McCollum stepped up, had a great game, 30 points. Um, sorry. And then you had a guy like Larry Nance who played great, and they just had lots of consistent uh, assist numbers for the whole team and rebounds, and they were able to keep a steady pace throughout the whole game. And I, I can't remember... Um, because he's in my fantasy, and yours was mm-hmm. was Zion playing that night. Um, I can't remember. Let's see here. I don't know. He wasn't playing. He was out. Yeah. yeah. So that's and and so that's why McCollum ended up with yeah you know being the team leader, and that's great. That's a huge win for them to win without Zion, um, and at home against like a formidable uh, Grizzlies team. That's that's that bodes well for them. Yeah. Um, and it's great to see because I like the Pelicans, and they you know everybody's kind of picking them as a dark horse in the West and that doesn't seem to have changed, but sometimes they look really flat, but that's, that was a good win for them. So Wednesday, Spencer, um, Cleveland at Milwaukee, uh, another, um, game, which not surprisingly you picked, uh, Milwaukee, um, to come out on top 124 to 120 and the final score was actually 113 to 98. So it was actually a larger margin of victory for the Bucks. Uh, you had Giannis as the top performer, but who did it end up being? Uh, it was Brooke Lopez. Um, yeah, I, it really just seemed like Giannis was just the like the defense was just focused on Giannis the entire game, and uh, Brooke Lopez was just open. He got he made seven threes, so he was just getting looks, and the Bucks just yeah they just took a different route this time. Giannis just. He didn't need to lead the offense, and the defense was distracted. Um, yeah, the th- like towards the end of the game, it was pretty like it was sort of close, but you know the bench, the uh, Bucks bench really rose up too. They outscored forty-five to twenty on the uh, Cavs bench. And they also out, the Bucks out rebound like so much, um, but that was also because of Jarrett Allen's uh, absence, which I think was sort of where um, things sort of fell apart for the Cavs. Like if you've got Giannis and Brook Lopez, and you don't have your primary center, it's it's really hard to defend them. Well, and um, it's not like Giannis had a bad game by no, any stretch. No. He had he had a double double. He had sixteen points, twelve rebounds, and eight assists. I mean, still yeah. a pretty monster game. Um, it just just so happened that uh, Lopez, um, you know, and Garland had a great game for Cleveland. Uh, he continues to to impress. Although Cleveland has sort of, they've been struggling a little bit. Although not not that much. They're still nine and six, um, but they they looked a little better earlier in the season, at least record wise. But now they they seem to have leveled off a bit. But they're still a very good team. What do you think about their prospects going forward? Yeah, I think they just got a little too comfortable in their position, and uh, I think that's what their coach said as well, and they are just been playing kind of lazy. I mean, they've had a couple injury sort of things, but I, they, they should be fine moving forward. So, all right, well, let's talk about uh, Thursday a little bit. I, you, uh, Marky Man, you um, made a bold prediction, I thought, at the time, because it was uh, Brooklyn playing in Portland, on the th- for a Thursday night game, and you actually uh, picked Brooklyn to win it in a squeaker, uh, 126-124. And at the time you made that prediction, Brooklyn um, was looking 
<clears throat> I think a bit rough. I think we were all worried about yeah. them and what they were going to do. But nonetheless, you picked them to win that game. And as it turned out, a very bold prediction came true. The, the margin of victory was two points, but it was 109-107. Uh, and you picked Durant. You, the, the, the stat line that you predicted was 34-8-6, and six, and he actually performed at 35-8-3. and three. So mm-hmm. you almost nailed that one perfectly. Um, and why did, So why did you think it was going to turn out the way it did? And... and 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 why did it turn out the way you thought? Um, well, I, I could see Durant playing very well, and as he usually does. And I I was still, even though, given the fact that Damian Lillard was out all season last season, I still didn't have full confidence in the Blazers just because, you know, who knows about, like, I know Lillard's a great player, but he's still coming back and he's still getting into his... Uh, flow and the Nets shot 51% from the field goal which is like obviously amazing and 40% from three point and like out re- they out rebounded 32 to 22 in assists which is very good um, even though uh, they, they had a very very many turnovers um the Portland like completely destroyed them in that category, but overall they played a lot better. And I've heard that Brooklyn managed to. I was listening to some analysis that they managed to sort of turn around their defensive performance um, in recent games, which maybe has led to some of their success. That said, I mean, yeah, they won in thir- uh, on Thursday, but <laughs> they got blown out. When did they? What was the earlier game in the week? Um, the Kings yeah, made the, them 153 to something. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, Anthony Davis scored 37 against them um, in, in the win for the Lakers over the Nets on, on the Sunday, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's not like that's what made it kind of strange. Like they have the they have these bad performances, but then they came into Portland and, and stole yeah. one. So they're just such an unpredictable team and yeah. is, and also. Kyrie's probably back tonight yep, is what he I hear. Is. Yep, yeah, he is. So we'll see. And who are they playing tonight? Um, I can't remember. Let's see. They're playing... Uh, well, it doesn't... They're play. playing the Grizzlies. Right, so that's a hu- That's going to be a huge game. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, yeah. maybe Kyrie's know, going yeah. to upset the apple cart yeah. <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's only a matter of time before some other drama erupts uh, or something. But, again... Uh, who who knows who knows what's going to happen with them, but that was a it was a good prediction on your part anyway, Marcus, and almost almost exactly right. And then um, so Friday, uh, you know maybe a battle. I think we called the battle battle of the bottom feeders, which is maybe not quite fair, but pretty close to it. Detroit is the worst team in the East uh, with a record of one and twelve, uh, and and they were playing in L.A. against the Lakers and. Um, Despite the Lakers' struggles, I think it's, you you predicted they would they would beat Detroit, one twenty one one ten, and the actual score was one twenty eight one twenty one. So you're pretty close in terms of the margin of victory. You predicted it was going to be LeBron with a big performance, uh, twenty seven five and five, and it turned out that it was AD uh, with thirty eight points, sixteen boards, and uh, four blocks. So what happened in that game, Spencer? Um. Well, first off, LeBron was out. So right. oh, AD had to definitely take the lead. And um, Dennis Schroeder and um, 
uh, I forget his first name, um, Bryant for the Lakers, both returned. And, um, yeah, they just seemed to sort of, this team just seemed like they were playing better with those two guys back. Um, I couldn't even say that Schroeder, like, he went one for five, but he was great defensively, and it just seemed like they, they had more energy. And, I mean, the Pistons, to be honest, I, I just don't think they played super amazing. They allowed the Lakers to just go on huge runs. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like, I, I don't think it was anything crucial besides, obviously, 80s performance. But, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, again, like, it's pretty amazing that he's still, like, when he's healthy, he's able to go out and absolutely dominate like that, especially when I saw him a couple times earlier in the season. He looked pretty sore and was looked uncomfortable out there and just, you know, maybe he was nursing a back injury or I don't know. I don't know what, but I also was listening to um, um, another podcast and there was speculation that maybe, you know, somebody like if, if the Lakers, I mean, they're not going anywhere this season, it would seem with him yeah. or without him, maybe they get maximum value for him now um, and trade him to somebody like, uh, you know, the Suns, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that could because the Suns still f- probably think that they can win, right? I mean, they're yeah. thir- they're they're nine and six, they're third in the West, um, and you add AD to that team. Um, I don't know who goes the other way, um, yeah. but you know maybe that that's the difference maker that they need to put them over the top. Um, but I don't know if that's be, even being considered by the by the Lakers. I mean, I that know. would be a pretty reasonable trade. If like the Suns would probably have to give like DeAndre Ayton away, yeah, and like maybe Cameron Payne or something, and or I think his name's Cameron Johnson, something like that, would yeah, be yeah. a very very good trade for both sides. Yeah, and so the Lakers would get some guys, and then maybe they'd they'd also get some picks or something picks, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know truly how much influence LeBron has, but he's been pretty public lately about like refusing. To like give up, to, like to focus on the future and like get some picks back because they traded away all their picks, and so it seems like LeBron wants to win right now, which is fair. I mean, well, yeah, he, how many more but, years yeah. does he have left? Maybe two. Maybe, I mean, but, yeah, he's got. I think he's going to play more than that. If he does seem like he wants to play, if there's at least Bronny, maybe his other side. Well, sure, but like, then in that, terms that'll of be like, him, yes, like that'll be him coming off the bench exactly. and, and being like a mm. who yeah. knows what. He's, he's probably like, got two two more pretty good years left. Yeah. Um, and with with AD, like he's pretty close with AD. He's essentially the one who brought AD in. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would want to see AD leave. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like I feel like even if they made that trade to the Suns. A package for guys like that that would be like be a great a, a, trade, a great trade, and like it would put them in playoff contention. Yeah, yeah maybe they could turn it around, or maybe they'd be okay next year. Like if LeBron, if LeBron was thinking like, okay, this formula is not working, what can we do to give us a chance next year? Like, I mean, who yeah. knows? Who knows what he's thinking? Know. It's like, impossible uh, to think like, about that. Um, yeah. So let's talk about a couple of the the things that. Um, I really am interested in, I mean, just talking about uh, different teams and, and, you know, something that I think has been maybe not surprising to everyone because some people sort of predicted it to some degree, but uh, the Sacramento Kings are on a five-game winning streak. Their record is eight and six. Uh, they've beaten some good teams, and their offense looks pretty scary. So, Spencer, what's the, what's, what's the deal with the Sacramento Kings? 
Um, yeah, so right now they rank uh, second in offensive efficiency. And it seems they seem to be playing with something called a .5 mentality, which means that essentially anytime you catch the ball, basically immediately you either put up a shot, pass, or drive. And they're just like, they're such a fast team. Um, De'Aaron Fox, their point guard, is one of the fastest guys in the league. And they just get their offense going so quickly that teams don't really have time to set their defense. Um, they're also one of the top teams in the league with, um, I think they're third in uh, three-point like attempts. Um, actually, sorry, that that was um, Kevin Herter. He's third in three-points made. And they shoot a lot of threes, and they're like over 40% of their um, shots taken are actually threes. And they're, they average 38%, so that's pretty good. Yeah, it just seems like they, they picked up some great shooters this offseason, and then they also have Sabonis as the threat in the paint. So like they just really have a great offense. Um, I don't know what I can say about their defense. That's They seem to be lacking a bit more, but if they can figure that out, they could be like a super dangerous team. Because I've heard that that their defense, yeah, is is toward the bottom of the league. It I don't is, know if it's yeah. all all the I way down. I think it's twenty seventh, right? Which is amazing to be able to still win like with offense only. Yeah. So they obviously are doing something right. So who are their who are their big stars? Like you know, who break it down for me? Who are their big players? Their starting five, their important players. So it's going to be De'Aaron Fox, um, Donis Sabonis, yeah. Sabonis, yeah, the center. Um, Kevin Herter, I'm pretty sure starts. He's a shooting guard. Um, had a couple people. I mean, you don't have to tell me their whole roster. I'm not but that, sure. Those but are like their, those, key, yeah, those are their. The I'd players. say they're key players now. Yeah. Um. Oh, and oh, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Like, the Kings were like getting slammed pretty hard for uh, trading. Um, Tyrese Halliburton in the off season. Yeah. because he really wanted to play for the Kings, and he was, like, the only player ever that publicly wanted to stay with the Sacramento Kings, and he wanted to turn <laughs> the franchise around, and right. then they just traded him, and everyone was so mad. But, I mean, what can you say? They're definitely better. Well, you forgot to mention Keegan Murray. The, and Keegan Murray, yes. The fourth pick or something like that? Yeah, the fourth. He's playing really well, which is great. And Halliburton plays for the Pacers, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's do- doing and that's, really well. Yeah, he's doing very well, too. Yeah. So maybe that was one of those good for both teams type. I think so. Yeah. Trades, um, but that's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think we, in the past, and we've been chatting about Sacramento. It is. I, I can honestly say, periods of time go by where I forget they exist, or at oh, least sure. in, in recent years, because a they're in the West. So I, we, you know, as Raptors fans, we generally pay more attention to the East. But they've been so mediocre for so many years, and they're just yeah. one of those smaller market teams that never seems to be able to like put anything together. But it does finally feel like maybe, just maybe, they're going to make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, not even playing like top six. You think? I honestly, I like they're sitting you, in eighth you, right now. Yeah, but if you look at the last ten games for like the top seeds, I think like. They're the only ones with the, like a really good. What are they like? Some, it's something crazy. They're in their last ten. I think I have it. But like the Jazz and the Hawks, um, or sorry, sorry, my bad. The um, 
yeah, Jazz and Grizzlies, Blazers, Suns. They're all their last ten games. The best of all of them is six and four, right? right. And then the Kings are eight and two in their last ten games. So, they're definitely on the rise, and if they can figure out their defense, they're going to be amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, is if they're a fast team, why are they so challenged on defense? Because often team speed um, helps, but I guess it's just not prioritized, or they're just. I, I I don't know. Like, if you look at the individual players, they're just not known as guys. That... Yeah, they're just. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Sabonis is he's pretty good on defense, but he's a center, so there's only so much you can do overall. Well, one of the things he gets hated on most for is his defense. People yeah. like like his blocks. He doesn't get blocks, and he's like seven foot, so people get angry about that. Yeah. Well, so far, I mean, it, the formula seems to be working at least in the last several games, and you know, also in the, I mean, everybody was thinking that maybe Utah was coming back down to earth because they did um, lose a few um, yeah. last week. Um, uh, but the, they've they now won their last two, including uh, last night, right? Yeah. Um, so they're they're at twelve and six. They're still number one in the West. So I mean, we're pretty deep into the season. We're approaching the quarter mark of the season, and they're still some would say overperforming. But maybe at a certain point, we have to say they're not overperforming. I, don't think we can say that I this think is I just, said that last week too. Yeah. I don't think we can say that anymore. Yeah, because they just keep on every time you think, oh, they're on a bit of a slide. They're finally coming back down to earth, and then oh. Well, maybe not. You yeah, know? yeah. They just beat the Blazers, yeah. um, who are also at the top of the division. Like, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's and as I say, like if you look at the standings uh, in the West right now, it goes Utah at number one at twelve and six. Then the next Grizzlies and Trailblazers are both tied with a ten and six record, and then you got the Suns, the Mavericks, and the Nuggets all at nine and six. The Clippers are ten and se- ten and seven. The Kings are eight and six. The Pelicans nine and seven. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the Timberwolves are right there eight and eight, and then the Warriors and Oklahoma City are both seven and nine. So it's really jammed up. Like there, there's no clear runaway favorite in the West no. established yet. So it's it's kind of interesting. It's more, um, it's it's fun and it's really hard to project. Like maybe the Timberwolves figure it out, and maybe three weeks from now they're in number three. You know, maybe yeah. um, the only team that either one of you guys pick top three in the West that is in the top three right now are the Grizzlies. Um, Golden State, um, who did you have? You had the Clippers. One. One. <laughs> that was like a, that was a dangerous yeah, pick, but they're was, not looking so bad. They're 10 no, and 7. No, they're picking no, no. it up too. Yeah. I think they're 7-3 last 10. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they've won two straight now. Uh, Kawhi played. Uh, you know, maybe he's going to be back. Seems like Wall had a good game. Um, the other night, <laughs> yeah, so a weird game, like yeah. five points and fifteen assists, <laughs> right? Which is great, though, you yeah. know. Um, so anyway, it's a, it's the West is looking very interesting. So why don't? Um, so we talked about the the, the Kings. Who's, I did want to talk about them. So uh, why don't we talk about? I just want really want to brag about my my recent performance in fantasy. So first, I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you, <laughs> yeah. Um, First, I'm going to ask you, Spencer, how you're, how you doing in fantasy? You're in a head-to-head league, so how you doing this week? How's it looking? Um, I, I'm going to come out with the win. Yeah. Uh, this week it was better than last week, but it's I'm still like, it's been a little slow. I've had some injury pro- pro- 
problems. Um, I think I was like fourth best overall this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not done yet. Obviously, there's still today. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I've had some disappointing performances for sure. Um, last night was great, though, overall. Mm-hmm. Um, that really put me ahead. But I'm scared because some other teams are starting to look pretty scary in my league. They're starting to figure things out. Um, I don't know. I just picked up Brook Lopez because he's been on a tear recently. Me too. I did that also. Um, which has been great for me. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's going okay, I'd say. And so you're probably going to win this week, and then what's your record going to be if you do win? 5-0. Uh, oh, 5-0. Oh, <laughs> well then. And Marcus, how about you? How's your team doing? I'm not doing as well. Um, I've got some problems right now with injuries. Like mm. Jamal Murray is just out sometimes. He's got a yeah. non-COVID illness. Yeah. And Lamella Ball re-injured his ankle. And I got Paulo Benchero who's out with injury. And it's just... And Zion, yeah, and Zion, of course. Yeah. And like, I'm, I might have to drop Clay Thompson because he's just not playing good at all for me. And I was for the this week, I was leading for a bit, and I was doing really well. And then injuries happened. Right. My guys didn't play, and now I'm down like 300 points on the last day. So I'm going to be two and three. Right. All right. Well. I'm happy to report last week I told you guys that I was I crawled out of the basement so I was happy yeah. about that I'm, I'm in a rotisserie league um, 12 teams I was in 12th place feeling pretty bummed out I you know realized that I've been doing some things kind of dumb started to pay attention to some things a little bit more like my injury list my injured list and my um, just daily looking at the waiver wire looking at who's getting starts all of that stuff a little more aggressive, managed to climb out of the basement last week to be in 11th place, and now I'm sitting actually in uh, 8th place in my mm-hmm. league after a really strong week. Um, and last night in particular, even though Lillard didn't have an amazing game, um, my like I picked up on waiver uh, on the waiver wire because like I got a notification um, uh, about Zion being out. And so I was like, oh, God. So, But um, I, I think he was declared out two games in a row or for a third game or something, which put him on the injured list. It meant I could pick somebody else up. Something like that happened. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But so the first person I picked up, um, and also because of all the injured Raptors, I'm like, well, Ananobi's going to do well. And then I picked up um, Thaddeus Young. So, um, Ooh, that must yeah. Been good. So, and they went to overtime. So guess what? Thaddeus Young uh, scored... Uh, 18 points, had nine rebounds, fell just short of a double-double, but he also had four assists and four steals. So a great, a great night for him um, getting the start. I also uh, I picked up, uh, what's his name, Reggie Jackson for the Clippers because mm-hmm. um, he got the start as well. He had four three-pointers, uh, 20 points overall, three rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Mm. So that was a huge wave wire pickup for me and then I also picked up Malik Beasley who had six three-pointers for 29 points three rebounds and an assist so that I I ended up third best in my um for the night and so I've I've started to crawl back into respectability and that's without having Zion and that's with having other guys like like Jalen Smith had a pretty good night but 14 points five rebounds like I need him to be better you know yeah um Gobert again falling just short of a double double for me with like eight points and uh, you know eight points thirteen rebounds. Like it's really yeah. frustrating that 
he just no he's been frustrating yeah he's just he can't like he just can't get over the hump yeah, and just have no, this ex- can't score. you know um and he's not scoring so anyway all of this is to say that despite all of that of these guys i might i've had some key waiver wire pickups that have made a huge difference and now i'm crawling my way back into respectability mm-hmm. in my league um which has been great but of course i can make one misstep and you know i've uh yeah and i had to overcome jamal murray being mm-hmm. out and i had to overcome zion being out and and all of this stuff but it's been great and it's been it's been great to see that you can still compete and you can still get lucky with some of these mm-hmm. waiver wire pickups and really all i've been paying attention to is Who's getting a start? Yeah. You know, I look at the yeah. wa- waiver list. I'm like, who's starting tonight? And just hope. And if, if they're on fire in a close game, then they're just going to stay out there and they're going to get tons mm-hmm. of minutes. And, you know, it worked for me. I had three guys that perf- over overperformed. Yeah. Well, sorry. About Rudy Gobert, when you think about it, like, there's not really a reason he should be scoring. Like, he, you want him to score. But, like, when you think about his skill set, he can't really shoot. And we've known that he doesn't like he can only sh- make a very close layup he can barely he's seven foot but he doesn't he's not like a crazy dunk or anything yeah like and he's not like known to be super strong right yeah so, but you'd like, think he would get like he should five, get like five just, offensive rebounds yeah, that exactly. lead to points right exactly. you know um anyway it, it it's fine he still gives me tons of rebounds and i need those rebounds that he gives me in my league as well so um anyway it was uh i feel uh a lot better about just how to manage the team. Like I'm not, I don't think I'm going to win. I don't think I have any chance to win, but I realize that I have a good enough roster that I can finish. My goal is to finish in the top half. So mm-hmm. six or better. I don't know if that's realistic, but it's not completely out of the question. I mean, you're eighth. So I'm an eighth. It's not like yeah. it's... Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So um, just while we're talking about um, all, all of this stuff and, you know, I'm just looking at the standings again and, you know, there's the the so in the in the in the basement of the West right now are the Houston Rockets and the base and, and sort of the Lakers right there too and the Spurs. Um, the Spurs actually are six and eleven, so maybe not, maybe all is not lost. They have six wins, um, and then in the bottom of the East, probably no surprise, we got Detroit, uh, Charlotte, and uh, Orlando all toward the bottom. So let's talk a little bit about who is going to win the Wen Benyama sweepstakes and is. You know, are teams tanking like on purpose? And if so, who is definitely tanking? And who do you think? Who do you think? Let's put it this way, Marcus. You're going to tell me about Wen Benyama and what I need to know about this mm-hmm. guy because I don't really know. I know that he's this gigantic, yeah. skilled, big man, but you can tell me about it as an out of the, the kind of these bottom tier teams. Who do you think he'll benefit the most? Like, who would he come in and immediately impact and turn them around the most? So tell me about Wen Banyama, first of all. Well, he's basically, like, this freak that showed up out of nowhere in, like, France. And, <laughs> and like, yeah, like... I like him already. Yeah. yeah, and he, like, he's seven foot four, and he's, like, we're seeing things that we've never seen before from a guy, especially seven foot four, like shooting fadeaway one-legged threes and like having like eight blocks a game. I just saw he was playing in a game right now and at the half he had four blocks. And like he's just yeah, he's tearing up the league is in his in his league and he's like having like crazy point games, lots of rebounds and he's being treated like a full-blown NBA player already. Like people go up to him like 
he's a yeah. full-blown. Well, everybody knows that he's going to be a star in the mm-hmm. league, or like barring injury or something yeah. disastrous. Like he's going to play in the NBA. Yeah. Um, he's probably he's going to go number one. Yeah. Uh, next year, no matter what. So, who do you think? Like, I mean, let's say he lands on Detroit versus Charlotte versus you know. Houston, like where where could he land? That's gonna. Where do you think he would be? That what would you like to see? Where would you like to see him land? I would like to see him land in Charlotte. I think that would be cool. I think he would completely turn around, turn it around, and like have them be in the playoffs. And like it would be cool to see chemistry between Lamelo Ball and Victor. I think that would be just a cool duo to watch. And I I don't really like I wouldn't want to see him go to a team like the Pistons like we already they already have all the picks in the world and stuff mm-hmm. and like you know I feel like that Charlotte isn't completely out of the realm of maybe being good in a year or two um so yeah I think it would just be really cool to see him on Charlotte yeah like that that I mean I think it's fun to think about Charlotte in general as a, as a team that has a future, you know, um, because it's kind of hard to, you know, we can see with, you know, some of these other teams on the cups, like OKC, like they looks like they probably have a future because of their star player with, uh, you know, um, LaMelo Ball. I mean, I don't know if he can stay healthy or whatever, but it seems like they need more of a piece. And then, yeah, Detroit, basically they start guys who are like 21 and under. So who knows what's going to happen with them like five years from now. And you like never know, like, if the Lakers continue to be a horrible, yeah, maybe, maybe they, he'll go to the Lakers and maybe he'll be with LeBron. Yeah. Like, no, well, if he goes, if the Lakers are finished at the bottom, then he's going to go to the Pelicans. But right? it's not; it's a matter of the, no, it's just but, percentage is yeah. greater in terms yes. of the pick, right? Um, yeah. Well, there's still like there's a, the it's a lottery, so you picks. still don't. There's a lottery, you never, so you yeah, never know who. You never know who could. Hey, some the Raptors could get the yeah. number one pick. I don't know if they're in the running. Maybe not. Yeah. But cer- only yeah. certain teams are. But yeah. you get a super low percentage. Well, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he where he ends up, and he's sort of like emblematic of this new trend. It seems mm-hmm. of the like very skilled, you know, yeah. large player who you know. A lot of them used to come out of Europe, I guess, that fit that mold. But it seems more and more guys that are big and tall mm. are being uh, encouraged to develop yeah. um, in different ways. You know, they're not just rebounders. They're not yeah. just um, uh, guys who who get blocks. They're guys who can score. They're guys who have a soft touch. They're guys who can, you know, are athletic and are, uh, but despite being very, very big. Mm. Um, and it certainly is interesting. Um, yeah, and if, if you look at it like. Chet Holmgren, he's like seven foot one or something. He's a three point shooting machine, mid range shooting machine. And they've people have realized if you're super tall, you don't need to be as amazing as shooting because you don't need to be creating in a crazy amount of space for you to shoot. Yeah. And like, especially like a lot of the young guys coming, getting picked, young tall guys, they're skinny, right? They're not like super, they don't have like, don't weigh a ton. They're not like playing bully ball in the post constantly, and they realize that we can use these guys for like different things. Yeah, I uh, speaking of big guys, big young players. I uh, earlier in the week, I can't remember if it was Sunday or Monday. Uh, no, I think it was Monday. I think I picked them because the Raptors played Detroit on Monday and they won, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember, or I don't know if it was that game, but 
um, Jalen Duran, the center, who's only he was only mm-hmm. 18, and he got the start. And he was out there the first half, and he had like eight points and nine rebounds in the half. And then he then I was I kept checking my um, my fantasy, and it just didn't change. So I think they benched him in the second half for whatever reason. Oh. They were just like, ah, eh, like we're not winning this game anyway, or whatever. I don't think it was the Raptors game. I can't remember what game it was, but. Just uh, and I learned about it. He he he. He's 19 now. He it was the day before his 19th birthday, and he was starting. Yeah. And he's definitely like a monster. And he's like only 18 years old. And you're like yeah. the guy. Like imagine a guy like him. Maybe he's going to be a superstar in the league in five years if he keeps getting yeah. bigger and stronger uh, at his height, which I believe is. Um, I think he's he's six eleven, and he's two fifty. You know, as a 19 year old. Yeah. So he could still grow another inch <laughs> as far as that goes. He's only yeah. 18. Well, it's funny. He's the first player ever to be born after LeBron's debut. Oh, yeah. Which is insane. So the first guy to actually play in the league. To actually play right. in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty wild um, how how young that team is in Detroit. And, you know, you never know what uh, what they'll turn into. But anyway, um, why don't we look ahead into to week six? Um Obviously, there's some uh, big games tonight. Um, that'll be that'll be super interesting. I I'm getting a ton of notifications for fantasy, and because we're re- recording this later than we usually do, I'm a little bit nervous. I think one at least one game has already started, and I think I really need. Oh, and in fact, I got to do this right as we talk, because Booker starts his games at 3:30, and if he's on the bench, I'm going to be so upset. So I need him to be starting at. Uh, yes. Thank goodness I noticed that just now, because that would have been... Okay, Lillard is got no game, but he's injured. Uh, anyway, I'm going to have to look at this. Uh, but I just about left Devin Booker, who had exploded for... How many points did he have? 49 points yeah. the other night? I yeah, guess that was Thursday night or something, um, against the Jazz. Um and did they lose that game? I think they did. Yeah, right? it was a 49 and a loss. Yeah, sure. so, but again, I needed that. That's what kept the Wolves uh, away from my <laughs> fantasy league was his big <laughs> yeah. night. Because uh, I thought I was, it ha- I, that that night could have been a huge night for me had other players been in. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, Sunday is the odd time. There are these afternoon games that really mess you up. And if you don't pay attention, that you can just get burned, that you just left a guy on the bench, which I almost did with Booker. But Phew! He's because he's that game starts in five minutes. So thank <laughs> God I just checked that. Anyway, let's look ahead to some other games. I guess tonight um, we got we got uh, what are the what are the big games tonight? What are they we got? Um, oopsie, we've got plenty. Um, what do you think is the the, the big uh, marquee matchup? We got Nixon Suns. That's starting in five minutes. I, I imagine the Suns are going to win that one. Wizards uh, versus Hornets. The Wizards have quietly been putting together some wins. Uh, they're, uh, what are they, sixth in the East right now, I think. Um, I think that they're another one of those teams that I think just outside of Washington aren't very popular. You know, they, that's always mm-hmm. seemed to be their thing. Like, you know, and it's been a long time since they've had, I think, a winning record even. Yeah. Um, that's the team that I forget about. And I don't really yeah, forget about the Sacramento I, Kings. I forget about the Wizards, even yes, when they're not even, even when they're good. Yeah, so they're 9-7. and seven. They they won. Uh, so they're, they're playing uh, Charlotte tonight. I, I imagine they're going to win that game. It's Detroit-Sacramento. That's almost guaranteed a win for Sacramento. Um, that's in Sacramento. Uh, Golden State is playing the Rockets, I imagine. 
Golden State's probably going to win that one. Um, I will skip over this. Um, I had this is weird. Oh no, uh, yeah. There's the Denver at Dallas game as well. So Spencer, you're gonna you have predictions about that, but I'll ask you in a second. Um, there's Spurs Lakers. Who cares? Doesn't matter who wins that. <laughs> uh, another big game I think is Memphis uh, in Brooklyn. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like once again, if Kyrie's back, now it's a big featured game against the Grizzlies. That's yeah. what, what do you think is going to happen in that game, Marcus? Um, Does Kyrie make the team worse? Like, I mean, he doesn't make the team worse, but coming back first game, there can it can get you know. What do you think yeah. is going to happen? That's a tough one. I think, I think, I think the Nets could come out with the win, especially if like Durant and Kyrie can get something going together. And like they, they'll definitely need Joe Harris to play well. Whenever he plays well, it's good. Um, but yeah. they'll have to, they'll have to have a great defensive game, which, which is really important for them. If they have can play well defensively, that seems but to be when they win. Kyrie's a bit of a defensive liability, isn't he? He can get um, like a few steals, yeah. but he's yeah, he's not amazing at defense. All right. Well, all right, let's let's uh-huh. move off that. We talk a lot about the Nets. They they suck a lot of oxygen out of the room and at the end of the day, I don't really care. Like uh-huh. as much as it's interesting to follow because there's a lot of drama and all of that, at mm-hmm. the same time, like I don't really think they're a contender and yeah. they kind of just like are this like this weird like distraction ongoing yeah. distraction in the well, league. Nets fans don't even care. They have the lowest ticket sales in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. No so it's just kind of like, it's just kind yeah. of a grim the whole thing is grim. Anyway, uh, let's talk about something that I care about slightly more, which is the Nuggets in Dallas uh, tonight. Spencer, what do you think's going to happen in that game? Um, I I I think it's going to be close. Oh, I just realized Jokic is he has COVID. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to have to reshape my answer here. Um, so I'll actually I'll take Dallas and D win. Is Murray in the game tonight? Is he out again? He also has a non-COVID illness. Right. Or no, it might be COVID. He, I think he's been upgraded. Let me just check. I think he was upgraded to game time decision, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, no, he's out. He's out tonight. Okay. As of right now, too. So they don't have Jokic or Murray. Yeah, so we're gonna, right. I'm going to completely switch around everything I have here. So I'm going to put... <laughs> I'm going to say Dallas wins 132 okay. to... Uh, one twelve. Okay. And I'll put um, Doncic with thirty-seven, nine, and six. Nine and six. Speaking of Doncic, he he made some milestone this week, and it was like uh, he's only the third. I, I'm probably going to get this wrong. Let's see if I can just remember because I don't know if I wrote it down anywhere. Oh yeah, he got his 50th yeah. triple double, and he's is he, he hasn't turned 25 yet, or he is 25? I can't I remember. Think he's 25. So he's only the third player in NBA history with 50 triple doubles at age 25. I think that's what it is. I, I think one of the other two, it's like I, I AI and Will Chamberlain or something. I can't remember who the other two are, but I remember just like, it's it's pretty crazy that he's that young and that dominant and it doesn't yeah. seem like he's... Oh, Luca's 23, apparently? Yeah, so before like age 25, he already has 23 50. years old, that is insane. <laughs> yeah, so he's only 23. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's wild. It's wild to see that. Um, so, uh, you okay, so that's... 
I think that's a fair, you know, a diminished Nuggets team in Dallas. That seems like a recipe for for Luca to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So how about on on Monday, uh, Marky Man? We got Atlanta at Cleveland. So yeah. Atlanta just just had the big uh, win against the Raps last night. So I guess this is their next game up is in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Can you know Cleveland hard to figure out right now? Like just how good they are, and Atlanta is just ahead of them in the in the standings in the East right now. So that's actually a big matchup for both teams. Yeah. Um, where where do you th- where do you think that's going to end up that game? Uh, I mean, even though even though like the Hawks are third ahead of them, mm-hmm. the Cavs are, like are leading or way better than them in all these stats overall as a team. I, I'm gonna give it to the Cleveland 109 to 100. Okay. I'd say the leading score is going to be Donovan Mitchell with 33, five and six. All right. Is Mitchell out? He's been out recently, right? I don't know. Or um, no, or he, or maybe no, I don't. Mitchell I think he just not, returned, right? Yeah, Mitchell week. is playing tonight, so okay. he's healthy. Yeah. So. He's playing tonight, but that'll be back to back. So hopefully he he back to back games for Cleveland, which could make a difference if they're playing tonight. Um, but anyway, um, I guess we'll just see what happens. Um, yeah, they're playing uh, in Cleveland, so they're playing back home and home. So they're playing against the Heat tonight, and they're playing against Atlanta tomorrow. That's a tough couple of games mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I I think. I have a hard time. I know you don't like the Hawks very much, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and I don't really like them that much either. Um, but nonetheless, they're ten and six. They're third yeah. uh, in the East right now. Um, so, but um, that that sort of in between th- third, sort of to to you know, in third are the Hawks ten and six. Then it's the Cavs at nine and six. Pacers. Also, nobody talking about the Pacers yeah. at nine and six. Yeah, uh, the Wizards nine and seven. And then it's the Raptors at nine and eight. So it's all it's all bunched up in there. I forgot to mention this about the Hawks. The guy they when they they had the buzzer beater win overtime against the Raptors. Guy the player who hit it was AJ Griffin, the son of the assistant coach of the Raptors. Oh wow, yeah. uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move. Let's move on. We, we have a Tuesday game, which I think is a big. This is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sacramento at Memphis. We got the as you just you know explained to us. Uh, the Kings five wins straight. Um, they look like a dangerous team, or at least a dangerous offense. How do they match up against the Grizzlies, and what's going to happen? I think it's going to be an awesome game. Um, they're both crazy offensive teams, but I think Sacramento is going to take this uh, one thirty four to one twenty eight. Um, and I'm I'm gonna have Sabonis with twenty five, ten, and four. Okay. And so it's gonna be, and and if Memphis is gonna pull it out, is, is it who's it gonna be that's for them is gonna be um, who who will be their top performer? Do you think? Um, I think honestly, I. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Desmond Bain is a shooting guard, right? Yeah, I believe so. I, I would go with uh, Desmond Bain because I think he'd be matched up against Kevin Herter, and I think he'd probably be able to take advantage of that. Um, so yeah. But you still, but I think I mean it's in Memphis. It's it, going to be yeah, tough for Sacramento to win that game. But I, I, I that's a bold prediction. So 
that's what you like, you know, not not just always picking the favorite because I imagine Memphis is the favorite in the game, like Probably. just the, yeah. you know, the odds makers. All right, so next Friday we have, which I think is an interesting game because, again, Golden State. I don't like, you know, they, uh, um, what was it? Curry got fifty in a loss yeah. to the Suns on Wednesday. I think it was. You know, he's still playing amazingly. So now you got Utah in Golden State. I think Golden State is in a state of like they need to win or somebody's going to hit a panic button or something's yeah, going to yeah. happen. The coach is going to get fired. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Utah, the number one team in the West, are going to be in Golden State. Who's coming out on top of that one, Marcus? I, I'm going to give it to Utah. Um, I think I think Utah is going to win this one. Like I think it's not. it might not even be that close. I think it's going to be 120 to 110. Utah's going to win 120 yeah. to 110? All right. And who's who's going to be the – is it going to be Markkanen? Yeah. 30, 12, and 3. 30, 12, and 3 for Markkanen. And I skipped over a game. Yeah. Sorry about that. Well, let's, let's circle back to another interesting game. Two kind of like middle of the pack in the East teams. Washington in Miami on mm-hmm. Wednesday – um, you know, as as you said, you sometimes forget that the Wizards exist. Well, they're nine and seven, and uh, Miami is seven and nine. Yeah. So, what's going to happen in this game? I have the Wizards winning it, mm-hmm. one eleven to one hundred eight, and I have a different thing this time. I have the leading scorer will be Jimmy Butler in a loss. Okay. So I have him at 30. Well, okay. You can call to just choose a yeah, top performer yeah, from. Yeah, the idea is to okay, choose a top okay. performer. So give me the top performer from okay. the winning team. Bradley first. Beal. Bradley Beal, okay. Like 23, 4, and 5. Okay. And, but you think but Jimmy Butler is going to have a good yeah. game? How yeah. many points is he going to get? 35, 7, and 6. Okay. In the loss. So that's, yeah. that's fine. And then. Um, Friday's game. Let's talk about. I I have uh, another. Yeah. So that was a Friday game that Marcus told us predicted the Utah win over Golden State. So also on Friday, Spencer is what I think is another interesting game. Um, two uh, very um, again kind of middle of the road teams. Maybe one of them is on the rise in the West, being OKC. It's in uh, it's in Oklahoma City, and the Bulls are visiting. So what's going to happen? Uh, Chicago at OKC. Um, I think I think Chicago's gonna win it. Um, one seventeen to um, one oh nine, and I think Demar is gonna take advantage of OKC, and he's gonna have thirty seven six and five. Wow! So you think the Bulls are gonna uh, march into uh, Shea's house and beat up on him? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't have a great defense and. I think every like it seems like every other game DeRozan just has a monster night. Right. Well, that I I think that uh, pretty much does it for looking ahead to next week. Um, oh, I had a I had a question for you guys. We're gonna we're gonna do uh, it'll probably be um, a week, maybe next week's show or the week after. We'll be at I think officially the quarter mark of the season. So we're gonna be looking back at. Um, um, we're going to be looking back at your picks at the beginning of the season for like teams, also like MVP, all the diff- different categories, rookie of the year, all that stuff, and see if you still feel the same way that you did then that now. Um, but one thing I wanted to point out is who did you, you both have the same pick for, for sixth man? 
Um, and that was uh, uh, Hero. On yeah, the, but yeah. I don't, he's no longer. He's no longer your pick, so we won't get well, into no, that. No, he's not no longer my pick. He's just not a, he's a starter. Yeah, so this that was my whole thing yeah. that we got into that whole question is like what happens if due to injuries your so-called six-man just basically play as a starter. So, I don't even confusing. think it's due to injuries. They just they couldn't keep him on the bench anymore. Right, he's just, or he, exactly, or he outperformed. Yeah. So then do you, you know, because that was my yeah. whole question is that how do you maintain in the running in order to be considered for a sixth man, um, you know, for a team. So it must be a certain it amount must of be a minimum lim- limit minutes or starts or you get a, there's a minimum where yeah. you, you come off the bench. Yeah. Um, Which is weird though, because there's a, there's a ladder throughout the whole season of possible of six men of the year awards. Yes. So that kind of confuses me. Because I had because okay, they'll so, like the first five games will have guys in the six man ladder for the like for the. So award. as of um, um, I think Marcus, I think I asked you about this already. Um, but I'll, I'll ask Spencer. So who do you think right now? And I don't know. This may have changed in the last couple of days, but I heard this was official as of maybe two or three days ago. Who's got the best um, stats for a six man in the league right now? A genuine six man. Mm. Jeez, I I don't even know. <laughs> don't I have a guess. Yeah. Well, how the 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 guy? Okay, so I'm gonna give you. I'll give okay. you the the stats. So points per game, nineteen point six. Rebounds per game, three point nine. Average per, or pardon me, assists per game, um, two point one. And uh, I don't know what this stat is. Anyways, we'll leave it at that. Um, who do you? Hmm. Um, well, it's pretty low assist count, right? Yeah, only just so over two. I, I, I'd maybe like Bobby Porter's or something. No, it's Benedict Matherin, who is oh a, the ro- who's rookie? a rookie in Indiana. He was the sixth overall pick, and right now uh, that was as of um, that was as of yeah, like maybe I want to say Thursday or something like that. Those are yeah. his stats, or and so he's a he's a rookie. It's the first if he wins the sixth man award as a rookie, it'll be the first time since I think it was like two thousand four. I can't remember who it was mm-hmm. since a rookie has won the sixth man award. So interesting. We'll keep an eye on him. Benedict Is he Canadian Matthew. too? I don't know. Um, I think he. I don't know. He went to Arizona. I think he's an American. Okay. So but I just I'm, figured, I'm not positive. I just figured out how the award works. Okay. So, Speak into your mic. Sorry. So, mic. heroes odds like he was like supposed to be the number one, but he like since he started fourth four games of the season, now his odds are lower. Right. So it depend like the actual award depends on how many games you have started on the bench. Right. So it's also none of the stats that he got when he started would count. No. Presumably, right? Like. That's what I'm mm. guessing. Anyway, I don't know. We don't know. But okay, so we're gonna we're gonna move on into one of our. Um, uh, I have a couple of things that I that I wanted to do. Remember the, these games that we played um, last time. Um, these sort of trivia style games. So I want to move on to, on to that. Um, actually, you know what? Before we do that, I forgot we have to talk about Raptors. So very quickly, they had a heartbreaking loss, overtime loss last night to the oh, Hawks. Yeah. But not, I would say not a bad week overall. The Monday night game against Detroit, they broke the Pistons' curse. Yeah. They, with you know a depleted team, they pulled out the win. 
Then they gutted out another win against Miami on Wednesday at home. Uh, and that was a big win for them, I think. I think that was like a really um, yeah. gutsy win and an important win for them to get. Well, um, I mean, again, also the Heat's half the Heat's roster was also out, but you sure, know, it but was still well, it was, Jimmy and 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 um, Jimmy Butler and um, Kyle was playing, too, yeah. So, so it's not like they were that depleted, yeah. but uh, we're also depleted, and we're then we're and then depleted. and now we're extreme even more depleted because you know now I think Boucher's out and and seriously and uh, was or he didn't play last yeah, night. We had ten guys. He didn't play last night. Gary didn't play last night. I think Otto's out too, right? There was ten games of. 10 players on the Raptors who were available to play last night because everyone else had a non-COVID illness. Yeah, so everybody's sick or hurt yeah. or whatever, and it was like the starting five, it was like it was like Freddie and Malachi yeah. OG. and OG and, and Coloco and Thaddeus. Yeah. Look, was Coloco there? M- maybe Coloco. So. so it was like so, it was a weird starting lineup, yeah. and they still almost won against yeah. the Hawks. I, I, yeah. Oh, and Scotty, we forgot to say. It. Oh Scottie, no, Scotty was uh, yeah, yes. of course Scotty. It wasn't Coloco. It would have been. It would have been. Uh, I don't know who's playing the five in that scenario. Maybe it was. Maybe are we Thaddeus? sure? I, I I Flynn think. was starting. That's that what seems I, odd. That's what it said when I checked it. It was like likely starters, like the five. When I checked on, uh-huh. on the NBA app before the game, but maybe that's not what okay. happened. I'm just. I, I don't yeah. actually know because I wasn't able to watch the game as I mentioned. But anyway, I think the Raptors. Let's put it this way: It could be a lot worse. It could be for sure. Like we're nine we, and eight, things could yeah. be much, much worse for the Raptors right now. It was a really close game last night, and to be honest, we were winning most of the game, and it sort of fell yeah. apart at the end. They came back, yeah, they came back in OT, like to tie it for OT, and then they just beat us. I that, watched highlights, yeah. and they just beat us. Unfortunately, that buzzer beat. I don't know what happened to the defense there. Was there was like 0.3 seconds left, and he hit the it buzzer beat. It was absurd. Yeah. Like, there was just no one covering the back. It was, it was weird. Yeah. Well, as I say, and it was, like, had they won, it would have been, like, a great night for me overall because it would have meant a Raptors win, and it also would have meant that I had two Raptors in my fantasy pool who, like, you know, OG had another incredible game. You Scottie know, obviously played amazing, too. Uh, yeah, Scotty plays amazing, although he's not uh, on my team, but I picked up Thaddeus Young on waivers, and he had a great game. So it was just all around a great Raptors night, except they didn't get the win, unfortunately. But I think that's the kind of loss that their coach, you know, they're severely depleted, yeah. and they still compete. So that's great. You know, good for them. Hopefully they start getting some guys come back this week, and they have – I don't know who um, they're playing this week, um, but I'm sure uh, looking ahead, uh, let's just hope they get some key pieces back and sooner than later. Yeah. Um, because you know it's it's pretty. Uh, let's see who they play. Let's see. They I don't think they play till maybe Tuesday. Oh, maybe I'm even wrong about that. Maybe do they play tonight? Oh, I don't think they do. No, they have a break. I think it's look like they're on a bit of a break because I don't think they play maybe even till Wednesday. Yeah, they play the Nets on Wednesday. Um, and that's in Toronto. So maybe they that's a good little break for them. So hopefully they can get healthy. Wait, think... hold on. But then their next game would, is Saturday following that. That seems insane. Uh, no, it's it's on Friday. Their game's on Friday the 25th against the Mavericks. Oh, that says, for me, it says 26th. That's weird. Oh, maybe. No, you're right. It is the 26th because uh, there's no games on Thursday this week for some reason. Is there voting again? I don't think so. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, right. It's Thanksgiving in the States. That's what it is. 
So that's why they only have two games this week. Um, And maybe they have a Saturday or Sunday game. I don't know. But, um, yeah, there's no games on Thanksgiving. But, you know, that's a big week. Brooklyn and Dallas. Like, hopefully, uh, I don't know when Siak comes back. But (laughs) please come back soon. Um, We need need, um, Pasquale to cook something up in his kitchen. Um, Anyway. So we talked about that. Anyway, so let's move on to, to, to um, some trivia. It was nice to talk Raptors for a bit. Um, so you'll recall I had this, these two games. So the first one we're going to do, and it'll be, this one will be for you, uh, Marcus, is um, a game called uh, What Year Is It? Right? So the idea being I tell you some facts uh, that, that occurred in this year, and then I ask you what year, what year is it, and then you use so, here we go. Hito Turkoglu is drafted 16th overall by the Sacramento Kings. What year is it? Okay. I he I know he's he played in like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say 2004. All right. Spencer, do you have a, an alternate guess? I was going to say 2002. Hito Turkoglu is drafted 16th overall by the Sacramento Kings in the year 2000. Oof. Yeah. And um, he went on to have about, a, I think, about a 15-year career. I'm not exactly sure. But he, he played for Sacramento. Yeah, as you know, he played for the Raptors. Uh, we were talking Sac- Sacramento yeah. earlier. And, you know, at the top of the show... The soundbite that we have is Jack Armstrong um, interviewing uh, Hito for a, a game, I think, in 2012, where he's playing for the Raps, and um, it's pretty funny. He uh, um, he was asked like, "What was the key to his game?" and all he has to say is "ball." This is a response. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, fair enough. Um, anyway, it was a. Cl- I, I remember watching that interview when that happened, and it, it'd be kind of became like an instant sort of legendary moment in Raptors mm-hmm. history because it was really funny. Yeah. But that was sort of like the, the near the height of his powers. Yeah, so he was drafted in 2000 and he retired after the 2014-2015 NBA I know, season. I'm, I believe he played on the Magic too, I think. Yep, he played on Sacramento for f- three seasons. Then he went to San Antonio. Then he was in Orlando for six years, I think. In Toronto, then to Phoenix, then back to Orlando for a few, and he finished his career as a Clipper. But uh, great player. Tur- maybe probably the greatest Turkish-born player uh, in NBA history. All right, so let's move on to our next uh, game, which is what's my st- stat line. So the idea of this game is I give you a date and a stat line and who it was uh, against, which team it was against, yeah. and then you have to come up with the player. So, the stat line is 60 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists on March 12th, 1985 against the Atlanta Hawks. Hmm. Okay, 1985. Okay. This is a tough area. This is a tough uh, decade for me. Yeah, the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Um... What year was Jordan drafted? 86 or something? 83, I think. 83. Mm, yeah, maybe 83. Sure it it may have been 84 or 85, but anyway. Um, it's the Hawks. Uh, 
Hawks. Okay. I, yeah, it's against the Hawks. That's the only clue in terms of the, that doesn't really tell you much no, it who really it's against. However, this is points. a, okay. yeah, but 60 points, which is obviously a lot in any era. So all the seven rebounds and three assists. So I'm going to give you okay. 10 more seconds. Uh, I'll say Larry Bird. Do you have a, another uh, guess? Um, guess? Against the Hawks. So I'm pretty sure Jordan was, was, was drafted in 1984, I think. That sounds yeah. more right. Um, could have been Jordan. All right, well, just give me a okay. guess because we're going to move on here. All right. This is Spencer's let's question. Say, let's, I'll, I'll just say Michael Jordan. Okay. The correct answer is Larry Bird. Hey. Very good, Spencer. Good guess. Uh, yeah, it, it was a legendary, one of his legendary performances. Um, and it was in a win, uh, 126 to 115 over the Hawks. The Celtics were 51 and 14 uh, in 85. Um, it was, a, I don't know if they won the championship that year. They may have. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously, this was, you know, Bird in his prime. Uh, yeah, and he, he let up the Hawks for 60. So um, I just want to see what year they won. Um, Anyway, uh, NBA champ, sorry, listener, we won't make a habit of this, but there aren't too many of you listeners out there right now. And if you are listening, that's because you absolutely love us and you found us. So you'll be, you'll, you'll bear with us while we look up who was NBA champion in 1984, 85 season. (laughs) All right. Please tell me. Oh my gosh. Why? Why? Why can't you just tell me? The 1985 NBA Finals was between... Who do you think it was, guys? Celtics, Um, Lakers. It was the Celtics and the Lakers. And the winning team was... Why is this Wikipedia not telling me who won? Anyway, uh, I'm going to lose my mind if I keep looking at my phone. So I don't even care. I don't even care who won. It was either no. the Celtics or the Lakers. That was the era of like Magic versus, yeah. you know, the the Showtime Lakers versus the Celtics. Those were the dominant teams. And then because even in the eighties, you know, the Bulls, although they had Michael Jordan, they were still crappy. Yeah. And then at the end of that sort of um, Lakers versus uh, Celtics era is when the Detroit was the dominant team for a couple of years. They won their back to back championships, and then after that, it was the Bulls. Anyway, that's wraps up our trivia section. So, guys, you got homework, you got chores. What's going on? You got homework, Spencer? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to do it immediately after this? Oh, I actually have to take you guys shopping to buy some, I think, new winter gloves. Um, oh, and a new shoelace because you broke your shoelace on your yep. boot. Uh, so Marcus, what kind of homework you got? Don't have any. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. <laughs> um, sure. But you do have some chores. You got to clean the bathroom upstairs. Also, um, I know you want a haircut. I don't think we're not going to be able to get it for you today. Maybe tomorrow after school. Um, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, thank you, listener. This has been another exciting episode of Orange Ball Juice. So, guys, you want to say goodbye? Bye. See ya. <laughs> okay. See <laughs> you <Voice> later. <laughs> Bye. I've got nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs>